Welcome to Buy My Telingual today. My name is Elizabeth Aitai and I'm your host. My guest today is an artist who lives and works in Istanbul, Turkey. She graduated from Azad University, Department of Computer Engineering in 2013 and completed her master's degree in visual arts at Sabancı University, Istanbul. Her works mainly deal with concepts such as timelessness, spacelessness, and the search for language and identity. In this context, she creates hybrid figures by combining life and lifeless elements, machine and human in her canvases that reflect on the interplay of reality and fiction. Let's dive right into it. Well, uh, I'm excited to do this with you. And I don't think it's important to have English accuracy because English is a language we all use. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of this transitional language. If we both speak native languages that the other mm -hmm. one can master, then mm -hmm. English is the solution. And so there is always an imperfection yes. between people, which is yes. fine. I would just love you to say your name, your country of origin and where you currently live. Yes, uh, my name is Aras Seti. My, my country is uh, Iran, but now I'm living in Turkey. How many languages do you speak? Actually, in my practical life, uh, I speak two languages, uh, Farsi and Turkish, but most of the time I use Turkish. And I kind of uh, understand maybe Azeri, but I couldn't speak very well. What is Azeri? Azeri, uh, Azerbaijan, oh, the I language see. of Azerbaijan. I didn't know, that's why I'm asking. What is your native language? Actually, it's so complicated <laughs> because I uh, learned uh, both Turkish and Farsi, mm -hmm. uh, both of them at the same time when I was five or six years old. Uh, I, I was speaking at home in Turkish, but uh, in kindergarten, Farsi. Uh, so I think I learned to speak um, at the same time. It's really mixed together. <laughs> so mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm speaking Turkish uh, with someone and who knows the Farsi, sometimes I use Farsi words in my Turkish <laughs> mm -hmm. sentences. So uh, it's so mixed together. I think it's uh, kind of um, mixed-blooded language. <laughs> yes. Interesting. And would you consider English your third language? Yes, my third language. When did you start learning English? Uh, I started learning in, my, in school when I was in Iran. So maybe I was uh, 10 or 11 years old. I didn't use in my daily life. Only uh, when I'm studying uh, or reading books or uh, speaking uh, sometimes with people in, from other countries. Mm -hmm. But most of the time I use uh, Farsi and uh, Turkish. I'm living here about 15 years or 16 years. In uh, Turkey? In Turkey. Uh, so I think I have more skills in Turkish language than Farsi now. Yeah, because I started to forget maybe something. <laughs> and within your family, you all speak Turkish? Yeah, yes. Uh, but part of my family is also from Iran. Uh, but most of the times uh, speaking uh, Turkish. What language do you feel then most comfortable with? Uh, Turkish again. <laughs> Turkish. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and because you said you grew up speaking mm -hmm. equally Turkish and Farsi yes. at the same time, was there ever a change in hierarchy? You know, when you would say, oh, yeah. first I speak Farsi, then Turkish. Now I speak Turkish, then Farsi, then English. You know, when uh, before I moved here in uh, Turkey, I graduated uh, from Iran, computer engineering. But mm -hmm. before that, I, I was speaking uh, Farsi better than Turkish. Uh, when I moved here, because I, uh, I lived there for 24 years in Iran. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, when I moved here, uh, I started to forget and uh, some changes happened in my career. So I started to, um, how can I say, I started to forget some, uh, you know, some special words that used in uh, Farsi. Mm -hmm. uh, and I started to learn uh, new words in my new career. Uh, it it uh, opens new world for me. And... Uh, Sometimes with some artists from uh, Iran, I meet and uh, uh, sometimes I can speak and I can uh, create sentences uh, in Farsi about art so because I learned it here. But by talking, I started to understand and I started to learn that, how oh, okay, the Farsi word is this uh, equal to that in art. I think it uh, depends on the profession that I started to learn here. My master degree is from here, Istanbul. So uh, it really affects. And uh, my works, I think about five years I work here. So it affects the language and yes. some traditions in language. And you said earlier that you use English also mm -hmm. in your profession as an artist. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Iran and you can't communicate in Farsi because you don't find the right words. It's really a little bit harder because um, I first maybe tried the English words. Uh, so the other person say, no, this, this is the Farsi word for that. So it's not kind of that I um, can't communicate. I can, but it takes time. Sure. Is it correct if I assume that right now you feel most comfortable with Turkish as language? Yes, yes. When you communicate emotional states of yours, in which language do you use? Again, Turkish, I think. And was your parents also Turkish or would you sometimes switch? Yeah, uh, most of the time Turkish, but sometimes... Uh, maybe Farsi and also sometimes uh, because I have a five years old boy sometimes uh, he doesn't understand the Farsi mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes we speak something that we don't want uh, <laughs> he understand so sometimes we speak um, some words in Farsi but most of the time in Turkish mm -hmm. that's a very uh, good thing to have no? <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> It's like a secret language to him. Yes, yeah, secret language. Mm -hmm. What language do you dream in? Uh, dreaming. Uh, actually, the, my dreaming's kind of uh, no speaking, maybe, yeah. or uh, not actual speaking. I have feelings um, more than speaking, and mm -hmm. uh, something. Some there is kind of or the uh, special mode of understanding, maybe. That uh, without speaking, you understand what happens and you can talk with somebody in dream. 
mm-hmm. uh, but uh, not actually a practical uh, kind of speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also it depends on who I'm communicating in my dream. If it's someone from Iran or Persian, maybe I you remember some words in Farsi or some dialogue in Farsi. But if someone in Turkey, from I know from Turkey in my dream, so I uh, communicate maybe in Turkish. But I really re- don't remember the dreams that I really have some sentences. It happens, but how can I say it's less happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you really switch effortlessly between Farsi and Turkish. Yes. Sometimes I create some words uh, <laughs> that doesn't belong, belong um, to Turkish and Farsi is kind of uh, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will, uh, so it's so interesting mm-hmm. moments. <laughs> Does it sometimes still exhaust you switching between these two languages back and forth? No, 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 never. Not at all. No, mm-hmm. so, so it's kind of, um, kind of fun mm-hmm. switching. Yes. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> at that level, for sure. Do you or can you say a little bit about the rhythm of both languages and also English? Do you feel the rhythm of each language? And Yes. In Farsi, I think uh, the rhythm of language is kind of maybe drawling, but in Turkish, uh, uh, snatches maybe. Kind of the difference between uh, British English and American English. <laughs> How interesting. British, uh, you have some dots maybe in, when you are speaking. Uh, 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 and uh, mm-hmm. But in American, you are more with wide, uh, wide mouth you speak. I think there is a kind of difference between Farsi and Turkish. Farsi we- has a kind of melody. It's kind of um, melody and so poetic language. Mm-hmm. Um, but Turkish in Turkish no you don't have any melody you speak that 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 and very fast oh that's interesting because for me from the outside uh-huh. Turkish seems to be a very melodic language uh, <laughs> but if you hear uh, uh, Persian mm-hmm. Farsi <laughs> <laughs> okay so, <laughs> I changed my mind <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good <laughs> do these different rhythms of Farsi and Turkish, and even in, and also English, mm-hmm. do they impact your body? Do you have to change something in order to be able to speak the language? Maybe uh, in Farsi, uh, try to remember. Uh, in Farsi, I uh, sh- shake my head more than in Turkish. I shake my head uh, when I'm talking, uh, but in Turkish, it's more. No, in Turkish, I don't any movement, special movement. In Farsi, uh, some kind of uh, the body kind of moving down from belly, <laughs> maybe uh, shaking a head when I'm talking. Uh, it's more uh, the Farsi is a language uh, that you take a gesture of more more respect, maybe a kind of Japanese, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but in Turkish, uh, you are more comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or more more casual, would you say? Or yeah, more? more casual, yeah. Could it also mean that there is less 
tradition rooted in the Turkish language by now than in Farsi? Yes, maybe, yes. But you know, it depends on uh, the people you are living with, uh, the pattern of the people you are mm -hmm. living with them. But maybe the pattern of the people, all the people uh, I know as an Iranian are uh, kind of that they need that kind of gesture. Mm -hmm. I think the most important uh, difference is the politeness uh, because mm -hmm. uh, the Iranian people have a tradition of tarof. Tarof means um, you say something that uh, you don't really mean that, <laughs> you know, That's because of respect. <laughs> For example, when somebody as a guest you have in your home, if mm -hmm. uh, it's a Persian or from Iran, for example, you invite them to have a cup of tea, but for example, he or she say, oh, no, thank you. I really don't want to bother you, something like that. But in Turkish people, they say, oh, okay, I want one cup of tea, for example. <laughs> Eastern Europe has the same tradition like Iran, mm -hmm. but in Germany, you could also just be really upfront and say, yeah, sure, thanks, or no, thank you. Yeah, it's so yeah. Uh, You don't realistic. have to stand. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it makes things <laughs> maybe easier if you know both yes, ways. of course. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. But in, if Persian people have a kind, they say tarof to this kind of uh, treatment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and would you say I'm tarof or you're behaving tarof? You have tarof. Oh, I see. You have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of uh, attitude yeah, that you have it. Mm -hmm. What about English? Does that somehow change your way of thinking or physicality? Mm -hmm. You know, English is a language that I really don't feel comfortable when I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. I'm in, uh, I'm uh, like that. I'm in a foreign country, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I feel like a, a migrant, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I I take kind of a defensive. Uh, Attitude. <laughs> Maybe. When you speak English? <laughs> yeah, because when I'm speaking with someone that uh, fluently speaks English and I, I can't understand sometimes because of the speed of the speaking, I feel in a foreign country, like I'm in a foreign country. So, uh, you know, it's not uh, uh, my gesture, it's not a real gesture because of I don't feel comfortable with that language. So it's a um, kind of fictional gesture mm -hmm. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. you really can't uh, find the real gesture when i'm speaking with english would you say it's a little abstract for you uh, yes because i'm concentrate in a word sentences uh, uh, on that moment uh, how can i express with what words i trying to remember the synonyms uh, of the words so I forgot the I did, really didn't immerse in a language. Mm -hmm. I because I'm uh, fighting with the grammar. I'm fighting yes. with trying to find the best way to express. I don't feel at home during that speech. The gesture is not a real gesture. With real gesture, you mean that your body and mind aren't in uh, balance. Yes, my body is not there, maybe, mm -hmm. because yeah. I'm so in technique, technical parts. Yeah, language. so you're a lot in your head. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. correctly, I can't judge the uh, English. And how does it feel to be working 
and communicating in a language that you feel alienated with. How is that impacting your work? Does it even impact it? Uh, actually, uh, no, because uh, it's a work kind of work. If I have to communicate uh, in English, it's kind of work. Uh, and uh, it's around my profession. I know the, the jargon or the language special to the profession. So mm -hmm. I know that language. I know the sentences. How can I use them? Actually, I have problems in the language, in English, in the daily life language, because I have a less experience about it. In my profession, I can write, speak, or uh, around... <laughs> I try to find it. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> frame. In a special frame, I can speak easily, but in daily life, it's harder. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, because then you... You kind of have, beyond this abstract feeling and that being in your body, you have, uh, on the other side, a sense of safety when it comes to your professional expression. So you can express yourself in English and you mm -hmm. can feel the language when it comes to your mm -hmm. profession, but not mm -hmm. when it comes to the self. Right? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. It's because I, I'm not living in a country that the native language is not English. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, the communication is in Turkish. So <laughs> mm -hmm. it's kind of not too used to um, mm -hmm. uh, speak. Mm -hmm. Have you ever mm -hmm. felt a difference in how people treat you, whether mm -hmm. you speak Farsi versus Turkish versus English? Did you ever have to hide your Farsi or your oh. Turkish? No, not that special. Mm -hmm. um, moment but uh, actually when I uh, in the street for example anywhere uh, when I see someone speaking in Farsi mm -hmm. uh, I try to hide that I know the Farsi <laughs> why uh, I don't know why <laughs> I really don't know maybe I afraid that I asked they started to ask something about uh, in Farsi, about Turkey or about Iran. Uh, maybe I'm afraid from that. If they uh, speak with me, of course, I uh, started speaking Farsi. But if they don't... You just let it be. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when you say that you're afraid of them asking you questions about Iran yes, and Yes, because most, most of them are uh, Iranians who... Uh, migrate to the to Turkey or as a tourist or most of them uh, for living. So I have a fear that uh, they ask something uh, about some kind of staying in the uh, some rules uh, about uh, the way of uh, living in Turkey because uh, I have a fear that I can't give a correct uh, answer to them about what they want. Actually, I don't have any confidence to them, to Iranian people. You mean uh, you don't trust them? Yes, I don't trust them. <laughs> It's really interesting. <laughs> I don't know why, but, uh, you know, Iranians are, when they migrate to other country, are really far from each other. And I don't know why. They don't prefer to have a relation with other Iranians. Isn't that a good thing? Yes, maybe. I'm often thinking about how migrants separate themselves in neighborhoods. And I always think that that's actually not 
what is desirable if you come to foreign country, because if you migrate, shouldn't you be open towards the culture you enter? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, at this point, how would you define cultural belonging? Actually, it depends on the memory. Uh, I started to maybe forgot some memories. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but I don't really fully belong to Turkey also. But my short-term memory is about uh, my living in Turkey. Mm -hmm. It's full of living in Turkey, my works, my family. And my memory about Iran uh, staying afar. So, but if I go there and started to live there, I think I remember, started to remember. And I can really, mm -hmm. after a while, starting to belong, feel belonging to mm -hmm. that culture. So your memories are mm -hmm. also split in... Mm -hmm. Two languages, Farsi and Turkish. And yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And currently your memories are in Turkish because you're in Turkey. Yes, it's two different worlds. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of visual reality. <laughs> mm -hmm. You go there and then back here. Yeah. Um, How does it feel? Good, very good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, why? You see a different persona, mm -hmm. personas of yourself. Uh, you you understand and starting to understand yourself better um, mm -hmm. and other uh, aspects of your character or your personal. Uh, so it's kind of experimental, mm -hmm. <laughs> experimental activity. <laughs> that's very that's a very good uh, good perspective to have. Do you receive this second view about yourself because of the others in that culture? Or is it kind of a pairing? Like you have to adjust, you have to adjust the rhythm, your language, your uh, manners. You have to completely adjust your cultural sense. Yes. Uh, actually, both of them. I started to adjust myself. I started to encounter with other parts of me myself and uh, and also the others infects me their behavior their speaking talking some points in my memory started to living i think both of them affects me and the places yeah. are uh, so important uh, the memory of the places that i go there or here reminds me the events, the part of sentences, maybe faces, feelings. You encounter with uh, somebody that uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but actually somebody that's foreign also. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, myself from other parts of myself. Uh, you can see the change, how you change and uh, Maybe the, the previous mm -hmm. Aras that was living in the past uh, still is living, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you really meet them with all of them. And it's really interesting. It's also really beautiful because I, I think we are all very fluid and we constantly change personality. Mm -hmm. You have this possibility of diving into your other self through language. Yes. You said earlier that you feel like a migrant when speaking English. Do you feel like a migrant? You mean in Turkey? Yeah. Uh, in the first years, uh, yes, I feel like a migrant because I have a special accent mm -hmm. in my language also when I'm speaking Turkey. I use Turkish language with a Farsi rhythm. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that brings so us back to the rhythm. 
Yes, uh, it was really interesting. So then I started to work here in second year. I think it's really finished and I became a really Turkish person in language. When I'm speaking in Turkish, nobody knows that I'm Iranian. My origin is from Iran. Yeah. Uh, but actually, my mother is also from Turkey. My father is from Iran. So maybe it uh, could be a kind of advantage to me mm-hmm. uh, to learn uh, living here. For you, being able to speak the language to the point that others don't recognize your origin, that solves for you this um, problem of being a migrant. Yes. Woman. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. I don't know, because of my family name, family name don't make any problem here. They oh. just see you, your, uh, I mean, your face, mm-hmm. uh, if it's not so foreign, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and you're speaking, so it's okay. Uh, we're almost there. A pre-last question. What do yeah. you think of the idea of a universal language? Uh, It will be okay for me. <laughs> Would you maybe feel any loss? Yes, uh, uh, of course. Uh, if we have a universal language, we have so many loss. But uh, I think um, today it's not so important anymore because um, human beings are going to an interesting phase. <laughs> you know, uh, the century of androids, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think the functionality will be more important the speed functionality and uh, some losses in uh, feelings maybe is not so important I think human being can adapt uh, him or herself to that condition and maybe can bring back the lost with that universal language create mm-hmm. new meanings maybe new understandings the mental improvement of uh, children also uh, you know i'm afraid from them for, for example my mm-hmm. boys it's really amazing something that uh, he knows and he talk about i think i now he's in five years old and um uh, i think i know them in when i was in 20 years old. The human mind is a, becoming a very interesting place. <laughs> There is a lot of knowledge that uh, yes. is accessible. So maybe it will be easier to speak, will be easier to speak in one language. That's it takes less time. I don't know, it's so complicated subject, actually. It is. And I think it's a beautiful perspective yes. to say, yes, why not? But yes. then you have all the people who identify themselves through one language only. Maybe it will be a time that we don't need any language to speak. Mm-hmm. We communicate through images or some codes, uh, special codes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Because in the end, language always changes, right? Like my dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without speaking, we understand each other. Wireless. <laughs> yes, exactly. I feel like the internet is the mirror of our um, brain. Uh-huh. And the way it connects, and maybe we will connect, bring it back to us, and actually really then yes. have the internet in our brains. Well, yes, I think those days are uh, near, closer than we think. Right? Close, yeah, close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a nice way to finish this interview. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for being here. Thank you. It was uh, 
very nice conversation for me. Thank you. If you want to check out more about Ara's work, you can visit www.arasiddiq.com. Thank you for joining us today. Please continue to like, share and subscribe. Until next time, be well.